everybody? This is your girl CC with WIB Magazine, and I got my co-host on the line with me. Hey, Mickey Monday, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good, C. How are you? I'm good, and happy Tuesday. Yeah, happy Tuesday to you, too. Thank you. Well, we have a special guest on the line. I'm going to let her introduce herself. Yes, well, my name is Dawn Harper Nelson. Um, I'm an Olympic gold and silver medalist. I am a wife and a mom, um, and I'm training for 2021 Tokyo. Yes. And I'm from East St. Louis. I'm from East St. Louis. Let me, you know, let me throw that part in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, what made you want to be in the Olympics? Oh my goodness. Um, well, as a young child, I started running when I was 12. Um, really found a passion for it around eighth grade. Then when I went to UCLA, I was like, this is what I'm doing. Just get on board. This is what's happening. Uh, but then also having Jackie Joanna Kersey, um, she's a big influence in my life. I met her when I was like 13. And um, she just gave me really encouraging words. And I really had the talent, so I just worked hard at it. And yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, how's the experience going on training down there, going to Japan? So, uh, you know, so the first two Olympics I went to was Beijing and then London. Um, and those experiences, just they're mind blowing because, you know, as a child, like I said, you dream about something, you see it on TV, but there's still so much that goes on behind the scenes, you know, just the sacrifices that each individual person makes. And when you get there, people comment and say, you know, people always crying when they cross the finish line or when they get a medal. It's because there's so much that goes into it. You're, literally, your whole life is consumed by the Olympics. And so actually to get there, you know, as a child, you learn about the globe, you learn about all the different countries and the people from them. But to actually go there and see with your own eyes that each country has brought their best and they're there to represent to the best of their ability. And then that I was one of those to represent, you know, for America was, um, it was really mind blowing because you realize that everything you do represents your country. I mean, on camera, off camera, when you do an interview, the way you speak, people are, oh, Americans are so, you know, if you come across rude, they rude. If you come across so generous, they're so gracious, you know? So just everything you do represents your country. And um, one story I love to tell is, so they build all these towers in the Olympic Village for all the athletes. And so if you go to your balcony and you look outside, as far as your eyes can see, it's just different countries' flags being draped. And it is the most, it's just a beautiful thing because it's like, this is what the Olympics is about. Each country being represented, you know? So it's just, I, it was mind blowing. Wow. And congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. It sounds mind blowing too. Mm -hmm. It is. Ooh. Okay. So can you take us back to 2008, right? Because that was your first um, ever Olympic debut pretty much, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah, going back to 2008, uh, I always say I was a baby. I was literally like, I wanted to be there, but you don't understand all that it takes. Um, I was blessed to have a great coach, Bobby Kersey, and, you know, to really help me, guide me along the way. But once I got there, I just remember being like, he's like, hey, it's the same 100-meter hurdles. Don't you, don't you turn it into something that is not. And um, I always describe it as I pretty much went to him and was like, I'm taking all of the advice from you. You say jump, I'm going to just say how high. I'm going to do whatever you say because he's had an Olympic medal, a gold medal from every Olympics since, I don't know, like 1980, either 80 or 84, I forget which one we boycotted, but um, literally, I mean, a gold medal. And so I remember earlier that year in 2008, he sat us all down, all his athletes, and he said, one of you are going to bring me home a gold medal. And I remember, he's like, I'm going to keep my streak alive. And I remember thinking like, I would love to be that athlete to help him keep that streak alive. 
And uh, while I was there, just going through the round. So there's three rounds for the hurdles. And um, the first round, literally, you go out there and you're like, what am I doing here? Like, what did I sign up for? Like, this is cool. But like, you realize everything that you work for is in this moment. Like, it's either come true or it's going to come crashing down, you know? And I do remember looking into the stands when I was setting my blocks to run. And it just looked like the stands went just to the sky. And I just remember being like, oh my God. Like it put in perspective, like the world's watching you. And, um, and so I remember going through the first round go and being well. Second round, you, know, you start to feel, you're like, okay, okay. I, you know, I, I, I do know how to do this. And uh, after the second round, now you're like, yo, let's put up a shut up. You only, this is the finals. It is what it is, what you're going to do. And uh, my coach told me, he just reassured me like, you're ready. You know, um, he actually had me sit with him for a while while all my other competitors were warming up. And I just remember thinking, he's lost his mind. Like he went crazy. I need to be warming up. He lost his mind. But he's like, you're ready. There's no more that you need to do. And, um, you know, really just crossing that line. And the first thing I thought of was, you know, first of all, this is a blessing, but I thought that God felt like this little girl from East St. Louis could take all the, the blessings, the struggles, everything that this Olympic gold medal is going to come with. He felt like I could handle that. Um, and that was really something special because I just thought to myself, how many people in this world dream of becoming anything, whatever your dream is. And so just so many things, just for whatever reason, it doesn't come true or you get sidelined, it gets pushed back. And for me, my first Olympics to actually go and win, I just was like, God is crazy. It was just, yeah. wow. Yeah. It's, that's, that you're right. It is truly a blessing. And then just yeah. to, you know, kind of like see things on a timeline, because um, you, you graduated from college in 2006, right? Yeah. And then literally two years later, you're in the Olympics yeah. qualified. Yeah. In 2009, you win the Visa champion, uh, Women's. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And then, like, 2012, you win a silver. Yeah. 2017, you win another silver. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, then 2018 comes up, right? Right. So, so tell us, like, what, you know, after kind of having that momentum and then, you know, coming to uh, a shift in um, perspective versus life, because now, you you know, you have someone that's, into the, that's born into the world, you know, your daughter's here. And you know your your whole like your whole mind shifts right because now you're Literally. in mother mode, right? Right. Yeah. So so what were like what were kind of the like pros and cons of of just that whole, um, you know, all those moments encapsulated and then becoming a mom? Like what, you know, what what was kind of going through your mind at that point? Because I know you said I, I you know you've heard many people say that you know you, you the child is like the main focus now like that's your yep. priority top priority. Yep. So kind of just yep. give us uh, you know what. Yep your take or like your, you know, your yeah. side of everything. So that's a huge thing that you just discussed, um, talking about all the momentum that I had through those years. Mm -hmm. um, and that's on your mind because you think, when do you decide to stop, right? Like when do you, especially as a woman, I have to stop. Like we always talk about in sports, you find out a year or two later, like that dude got a baby. Like they're so, you know, you just, they don't have to stop their craft. They can right. continue right. to just, you know, and uh, for me, I always thought that, I wanted to be the type of mother my mother was for me. She was all in, she was focused, like nothing took her attention from me and my sister. And I thought in order to do that, I could not have really anything else major going on in my life. Mm -hmm. um, I, first of all, I was acting like I was just, I ain't had no family I was gonna help. I just was like, it's just gonna be me. It's gonna be me and my baby. And, um, and so when it came time, when my, me and my husband got married in 2013, 
And I remember telling him, you know, like, oh, you know, around like 15, I want to have a baby. And he's like, okay, 15 came. I was like, I mean, I'm still running cool. So like, okay, we're going to push it to like 16. And I was like, wait, no, not 16. Okay, like 17. The blessing was my husband was like, look, his thing is, he always says he knew that when I stepped away from track and field, there would be either a void or something missing that he knew he could not fulfill. So he's like, I want it to be your decision when you walk away. Because he's like, when you come home, I don't need you sad about, I, I stopped because of you and you wanted a baby, you know, this and that. Okay. And so I was, it was a blessing to have someone that supported me in the decision to go to 2018. But now when I make it 2018, now when I actually say it to the world, I go on this farewell tour. But it was hard because you think that, like, yes, I'm stepping away and this is what I want to do. But I had this moment of thinking, like, is my child going to think that, like, all mama's dreams had to stop to have her? Like, I don't, for some reason, that just didn't sit well with me. Like, I remember being pregnant and thinking, like, I kind of was like, I kind of got a desire to still run. But no, I got to be a mama. You're done with track. And then I thought, like, all these interviews I'm doing, I was like, my daughter going to listen and be like, so you just gave up on life because you had me? Like, it, that's how I felt like she was going to hear and that just sat so wrong with me. And I told my husband, I was like, so let's have a conversation. I think I want to run again. And he's like, I know you. I knew you was going to want to. You weren't done with track. I was like, you know, like, oh, my God, we meant to be together. <laughs> and what, his, what he did say to me was, let's really talk with our families. Because it was going to have to be a, all hands on deck if I'm going to train for the Olympics. So the difference now is, you know, like how you said, babies typically are like, it's all about the baby, right? Uh-huh. Um, but for me, I'm blessed to have a village and my village are my in-laws or my parents, my sisters, my cousins, um, my aunts, uncles, like literally I'm back home now cause I lived in uh, LA for my whole career. So now I'm home in Illinois where I'm from, all my family is here. And I remember when I talked to them about it saying like, Hey, you know, I want to train for the Olympics. And they were like, do it. They were like, because, you know, this is the type of thing. It is a window for an athlete, period, no matter your age. There's a certain window of when you hot, when you got it, when you can do it, and when you physically can do it. And so my family was like, don't you dare think that you're in this alone. And first of all, there were tears, because I'm like, y'all really love me. You know what I mean? Like, what? And then um, I almost had to, I had to find a way to allow myself to be okay to divide time a little bit. And the blessing is my husband's all in. And so now I say there's like the light switch that I got to flick of like, you know, right now I'm doing an interview. You're like, okay, I'm like, I'm athlete. So I just gave my daughter her uh, lunch. I put her down for her nap. I'm like, flick, you're an athlete. Cut the mama off right now. She's sleeping. She's napping. And if she wakes up, Alonzo has her. He's at home right now. And then when three o'clock hit, switch, you, you know, it's like, it's, you just got to go back and forth to these things. And so mm-hmm. I will say that I've allowed myself to be okay with flicking that light switch. And it took time. I'm still, I still struggle with it. And I tell my family, I check in with them like, y'all still okay watching her. I'm not doing too much. They're like, give me my baby, you know, type (laughs) thing. And then she's the first grandbaby on my husband's side, second on my side. So, you know, they just want the baby. They want Harper all the time. So, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good to have a great support system. And again, congratulations. Definitely. Thank you. Absolutely. So now that we've discussed that, you know, and just kind of moving along the timeline, right? So now 2019, like, all right, I'm back. I'm ramped up. I'm ready to go. 2020 is right around the corner. Right around and the corner. then 
Yeah, and then of course, you know, we get the sad, the terrible news that yes. that Olymp- the Olympics have been postponed because mm-hmm. of the pandemic, global pandemic. So, you know, what what was going through your mind when that kind of like you got that news? Because here you were just, I mean, endlessly training, getting everything together, yes. you know, yes. just revitalizing everything, you know, mm-hmm. strengthening, and then you get the news that it's pretty much like boom, you got to stop. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, so the crazy part is, is when I first heard actually um, this younger athlete that I helped mentor, he actually texted me like, "It's crazy, the Olympics being postponed." I was like, "Pause, <laughs> what you talking about?" Like, I literally it was like early morning. I'm like, "He's so crazy, like he just doesn't. He's so young." Switch. I'm like, "No, I'm not." I it's, I I really was like, he just didn't, cause it just it was so, cause actually the whole pandemic hadn't hit yet, really mm-hmm. to be like stuff is going to be shut down. We were still kind of on the two week. You know, everybody's going to stay in their house in two weeks. So I'm like, no, it's not that serious yet. And then, like, later on that day, I got a message from, like, someone that I'm like, oh, no, they're of age and they know what they're talking about. And I'm like, let me kind of check for myself. And I saw it and I'm like, whoa, whoa. So at this time, it was discussion of it's a good chance that it's going to be postponed. And uh, when they actually announced it, I remember giving myself time to be sad like I was because like you said I'm, you in the grind you're like yo I had already calculated you got this many days left you got to get this right these things got to be clicking and the thing is is I planned on 2020 and then being done with the sport like I was Tokyo I mean yeah Tokyo 2020 and then be like okay now I have these other things I want to do so the question now is do you continue to put those other things on hold to chase this 2020 dream and that just wasn't the plan. And so I told myself, like, I'm a cry because this is not like, and then they were saying postpone slash it could be canceled. Canceled is just, that's a whole nother thing. Um, right. So then it put it in perspective of how serious it was because I think it was the last time the Olympics was um, canceled was because of, I think, World War, either, I forgot it's one of the World Wars. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's, I saw in my mind, this equates to how serious the pandemic is because the last time the Olympics was affected was a war. And so I'm like, oh my goodness, this is really life or death for people. And so having a conversation actually with my sister, she's the one that helped me realize um, how it was really affecting close family members. Because like I said, as an athlete, you get into your bubble and you're like, look, so it's postponed. Now I have to switch these things in training, but you're still thinking of Olympics, Olympics. I got to do these certain things. But I talked to my sister and she's like, yeah, so we're kind of okay with it being postponed because the fact that everyone was kind of being like, think about it, money was being affected. People aren't getting paid. My mind is like, you want to the Olympics. And my family had already amongst themselves had talked about, okay, so we're going to pull from this safe because if don't go to the Olympics, we got to go. So, but we, we don't have money coming in right now. But if she goes, we're going to pull from this savings. We're going to do, and I didn't know this. Like I just got my head down thinking about the Olympics. So when I had that conversation with my sister, I was like, yo, first of all, my family loves me, but I'm like, no, like, no, 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 no. And then it really just opened my eyes to Dawn. You need to take a step back, get out the grind for a second and look at the world. Like the world is being affected. There are literally lives being affected. And um, so really just kind of coming to terms with that and then saying, okay, you have more time to perfect your craft, right? You have more time to work on the things that you were rushing to get done um in a sense this is this is going to give you more time to do what you feel like you need to do and so that's really what and then it gave me a lot of time at home with my munchkin with my daughter you know because <laughs> yeah. she was going to have 
can like go uh -huh. with family members or some type of daycare. And so now me and my husband are able to be home and instill in her, you know, just the little things that we want, you know, working on her ABCs, one, two, threes. Y'all know she's uh, yeah. going to be nine months tomorrow. So she's little. Uh, yeah. So, you know, so really <laughs> being able to not miss, I, I just get to be in all those moments because she'll come to practice with us. And um, so, yeah, so it's, it's, that's what it's giving me. Oh, wow. awesome. And yeah. I, maybe it happened everything for a reason so that you can focus, you know, on the baby and, and not miss those moments agreed. with her growing up and stuff. So definitely. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. More importantly, I'm, you know, this is the first time I've had, I've had the opportunity to speak to someone that's been in the Olympics. Like they don't, they don't have any kind of like, you got your family coming, they can like kind of set them up or anything like that. They don't, they don't do anything like that. No. You you tried it, <laughs> so uh, no. So what it is is they um, when it comes to I think like the okay when you get there to the Olympics you bought all your stuff they have like uh, think about you got to think about how many athletes American athletes make it to the Olympics right That's so there's okay. right a lot of us so then what they do that when you get there uh, like within track and field they'll say like twenty athletes we'll give you two tickets. Her, you could give it to like a family member to come to, mm. you know, but it'll be like for this day. And you're like, so, okay, I run two days. Like which day do I want them to come? You know? So, okay. I mean, family member, they just gonna have to come out of pocket. No, they, I mean, it does suck. But when I, when you sit back and you're at the Olympics and you're like, oh, the Olympics, we would make no money if we gave everybody a break. It's so many of us there. Mm -hmm. And then, so like for me in 2012, I had seven family members come. They paying for seven people. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. So that's the, I mean, they do, what they do is they work with, they team up with USA track and field teams up with, I'm forgetting the travel agency, mm -hmm. but you know, they'll say like, Hey, they can help you put together the best package for yourself. Okay. Cool. That's about it. That's yeah. about it. Dang, I thought you get a little discount code, put it in, you know what I'm saying? When you buying a right. ticket. No. <laughs> no. Well, but now, now they do, they pay for me to go over. Oh yeah. yeah. Does that help? Yeah. Look, I was like, look, I was like, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> but who is your sports hero? My sports hero will be between uh, two people, Jackie Joyner Kersey and Gail Devers. Um, Jackie Joyner Kersey, because I said she has such an influence. Um, we're from the same place, had the same high school coach, college coach, and then college coach is her husband, Bobby Kersey. So that's my professional coach. So we just have that connection. And then Gail Devers. Because she went to UCLA, she was one of the main reasons I wanted to go. But to see her overcome the things she did with the disease she had, and just to like, the, the chick just cold. Let's just be honest. Gail Diva's just, she just cold. So those are the two people that, um, yeah, I look up to when it comes to sports. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, you know, since we're on the topic, well, we were on the topic earlier, but I want to get back to it because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I just see the, the, like, the incitement whenever you talk about it. Can you share... <clears throat> Excuse me. Can you share some mommy tips with us? You know, just some couple of things that you learned Ooh. along the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh, So, uh, well, one thing is very organized. I'm very kind of meticulous with how my day goes. Like, the night before, if I have things to do, I literally write out, okay, like, I'm going to get up at 9, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and Harper's going to, and then we're going to, um, and I think that's helpful because when you kind of wake up in the morning and you know what you have to do, you kind of just like, I'm, I think I'm going to do that. And then, and then before you know it, 10 minutes went by and you've wasted 10 minutes. And then you're like, and then you get your daughter up or your child. And you know, they're not trying to go along with nothing you saying. And so now it pushes back another 15, 20 minutes. 
So just kind of having a really good idea of the flow that you want your day to go to, um, I think that really helps me. And I give when I write down the schedule, I give myself like a five minute window, 10 minute window for certain things. Um, like an example, your child, they eat and don't put them in the outfit they gonna wear for the day. You gonna set yourself up for failure. If you put them in the outfit that they're gonna wear for the day and then they eat, cause they gonna eat and they gonna be like, and you're like, why would you rub your hands on your shirt? You know? <laughs> and uh, so that, and then um, just be okay though, when things do go wrong. Cause I am very like, I was supposed to be out the door by two and it's two ten, and I don't understand what went wrong. Like you're, 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 you're a mom now, you're, you're a parent now. It's almost guaranteed to a certain it's just not going to go well. So just being okay with um, the fact that you and your child are healthy and y'all gonna make it out the door when you make it out the door. So I don't know, just those little, just stuff like that. Okay, okay. that was nice. Yeah. So people who are watching and be able to take a couple tips from you. Yes. Too, so. mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm well, nervous about you though. Like I'm nervous. Huh? About your, I'm, wait, I said I'm nervous about y'all trivia. I don't know. I don't know. I'm no, it's, it's not hard. It's, it's not hard. <laughs> yeah, it's trivia about yourself, not like. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's just regular trivia questions. Oh, okay. Because I was like. So mine is what's the best, worst, or worst practical joke that you played on someone or they played on you? Ooh, so to be honest, this is this is bad. I do not like playing jokes on people. Like it's some about it because it's it's one of those because I feel like when you see it, I like I watch this show, um, Impractical Jokers. I don't know if y'all know about that show, but I feel like there's always that moment when you see the person is like crazy, embarrassed. They they want to be mad, but they're like, nah, I just do not like that feeling of like, you played a trick on me. And I'm like, really? Like, I just don't know. <laughs> I, I don't like playing jokes on people. So I don't play them on people. I know that's I, that I, I just don't do it. Like my husband even knows. He's like, nah, like don't, don't. Well, you can do it online, so, but not. Nah. So that's weird. I don't, I don't. I do not. That's like a pet peeve. I feel like, don't do that to people. That's me. That's, I don't know. That's how I feel. I got you. I got you. Wow. You know, I started to ask that question, but I, I'm gonna, I'm glad she asked it first because that would have been horrible to end off on. Um, so my trivia question is, what's, uh, what's the most random thing in your wallet or purse that you keep? Um, most random thing that I probably saw was, yo, so this, okay, you know what, whatever, okay? Um, but it's not even, it's just random, because I promise to God it's got to be like three, four years old. I found this sucker in my bag. I don't know, I haven't eaten a sucker. I'm talking about since like 1990, so I don't even understand oh, why, wow. like I was going through, I was looking. I, right, I lost my keys, right? So I'm going through all my purses, like my main purse that I kind of take to purse, you know, my, who ooh, she killing them. And so I'm going through my purse and I'm like, it was just like down in the bottom. Like I pulled it out and was like, hot, like I can't comprehend when's the last time I touched a sucker. So I don't know how long it's been in there. Women, let's clean out our purses, y'all. We got to do better. <laughs> That's basically what it comes to. Like, it was a sucker. Like, I mean, that blow pop. Like, y'all, when's those say you had a blow pop? And like, I know you had that purse. <laughs> That's cute. It's cute, though. Don't be trying to judge. It's cute. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking you probably just moved contents from one purse to another, and there might have just been in that 
bad. That's what that's what we gonna go with because it was so <laughs> bad. Like I don't even eat candy. Like I don't know. I somebody set me up. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> but um, before we get out, tell everybody where they can follow you. Um. So all of my Instagram. Um. I'm Instagram, all my social media, Instagram, Twitter, dharp100mh, so that's D-H-A-R-P-100-M-H, and then uh, Facebook, Dawn Harper Nelson, my name, and then we have a YouTube me and my husband started, and it's The Real Nelsons um, that we started. It's our family, our life, things going on, and my munchkin is on there often, so yeah, yeah. that's where you can find me. I definitely going to have to check it out. Absolutely. Thanks. Well, I want to say congrats on your journey. Congrats on everything. Congrats on the baby. And thanks for interviewing with us today. Of course. Thanks for having me. You are absolutely welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Don, for coming on here yet again. Um, you know, I really love your energy. You're so cool <laughs> down to earth. Um, congratulations on everything you've achieved so far and what you will continue to continue to achieve wow um so and more importantly i mean we'll be looking forward to seeing you next year so i might i might blow up your blow up your twitter and your instagram like do it i, look, I reply do it do it do it yeah. okay cool cool yep all right well you have a blessed tuesday and be safe you too both of you guys thank all you right. so much enjoy your day all right One, two, three.